0: The Crude Life every Monday through Thursday with a weekend review on Friday.
1: Welcome to the Crude Life Podcast. My name is Jason Spees. I am the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet. We are broadcasting from the Hatch Coaching Studios. Our entitled intern, Provolone, is manning the production elements of this podcast. Coming up a little bit later in the program, Ryan Alder with AE Partners will be joining us on our and Barbecue phone line. Ryan Alder gives a brief history of his recruitment company and how many shale plays they're currently in gives an update on the Bakken, cites Colorado as a play that is slowing down a little bit. We also talk about retirement and the big cruise shift, which is happening. For those folks who don't know what the big cruise shift is, it's the retirement issue happening in the oil and gas world where somewhat of 70%, I've heard, 70% by the year 2022-2023, 70% 70% of the industry will have been retired and a whole new shift of workers will be coming in. And where this becomes very interesting is because for those who remember the 1990s, it was a low oil price decade. It was not $100 oil by any means. It was $30, $40 oil, $20 oil, I think 8 bucks for a while. And so there was not much hiring being done in the 90s. So you've got Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z, you got Millennials, you got, depending on what type of generation you wanna label, you've got three, four different generations right now that are being hired for the oil and gas industry. And when you think about how those generations were trained at the schools, I know a lot of you folks will say education at schools, but for this, I'm going to say trained at the schools because you can get an education out in the forest. You can get an education in the farm, and in schools, they train you certain things. Just ask the folks in Colorado where fossil fuels is not even an energy selection on their quizzes in fourth and fifth grade. Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association has the specifics on that. But it's happening. So you've got generations being ushered into the oil and gas industry. And if you're an oil and gas company, there's a lot of vetting going on right now, making sure that the person who's being hired understands that this industry was found on respect for the land, respect for the landowner, and respect for the community and the culture that each community decides they're going to build for themselves. If you look at Tulsa, Oklahoma, it is a lot different than Watford City, okay? Greeley, Colorado, which has a lot of ag to it with their energy, so they have their own culture. You go to all these different shale plays, and within their communities, they've got their own little culture, and guess what? The energy industry allows that to happen. Ryan Alder coming up in just a bit on our Bakken Barbecue phone lines. And then our update to end the show, Mike McMahon, we do a quick little update every day. We air on the radio, but then we put it on the tail end of the podcast here. Mike McMahon with Eco Vapor Recovery Systems explains what can occur with a vapor stream containing methane, butane, pentane, and other gases. Methane, butane, pentane, oh my. Boy, we should, methane, butane, pentane, oh my. People like to chant, methane, butane, pentane, oh my. Methane, butane, it doesn't really flow off the tongue as much as i'd wanted to but people do like to chant provolone they do like to chant i was once told that by a consultant in the radio business if we're having fun then the listeners are having fun and people like to chant stop with the rant people like to chant stop with the rant people like to chant see how much more fun it is to chant than it is to rant although i do like to rant at times Headlines coming up in just a bit here on the program's The Popular Headlines. Our sponsor for today's program is Credence Energy Services. We would like to thank Credence Energy Services for allowing us to pay our bills and keep our lights on because in today's world, it is so important that we inform, educate, and even entertain people on how those lights stay on. It's not just the flick of a switch like so many people think. No, it is the hard-working men and women like those at Credence Energy Services. Their philosophy and approach to business is rooted in a set of guiding principles. Each principle that Credence Energy Services is designed to encompass their beliefs inside and out of their organization with their daily decisions. They deliver chemical solutions to the oil and gas operators that improve production, reduce failures, and optimize overall operational efficiency. For more information on Credence Energy Services, visit their website at credence-energy.com. That's credence-energy.com. Of course, you can always go to our show page at the Crude Life Podcast. We have the links there as well. Our featured event today comes to us from Rifle, Colorado. This looks like a fun event, actually. It is the Energy and Environment Symposium for Oil and Gas Education for Local Government. It's the Energy and Environment Symposium happening in one of my favorite cities, Rifle, Colorado. Absolutely love having lunch at that river. I mean, the Thai place is fine. The pizza place is okay, but I really like just pulling up a portable chair next to that river going through town and just watching the babbling brook go by as I eat my lunch in Rifle, Colorado. But If you happen to be in Rifle, Colorado, April 15th and 16th, get your taxes done and go out to the Energy and Environment Symposium. It is a two-day event tailored to meet the needs of municipal and county officials tasked with navigating, planning, social, fiscal, regulatory, and environmental issues relating to oil and gas development. That is April 15th and 16th out in Rifle, Colorado. That is the Energy and Environment Symposium. For those people who want links, it is available at thecrudelife.com or it's at coloradomesa.edu. Apparently, it's put on by the university. If you have an event that you would like featured, like the Energy and Environment Symposium happening April 15th and 16th in Rifle, Colorado. All you have to do is email jason at thecrudelife.com. You can certainly reach out to us on LinkedIn or one of our social media platforms. Send us an email. We feature an event every single day. The links are available at our website. We appreciate you folks engaging and sending the events in. So if you have an event you'd like featured here on the Crude Life podcast, jason at the crude life.com. All right, we're going to take a brief pause and pay some of those bills to keep the lights on in order to tell you how those lights are kept on. We've come back, headlines, and then Ryan Alder with A&E Partners, Mike McMahon with Eco Vapor Recovery System still coming up, the Moody River Band is the band you're listening to, Let's just turn that up a little bit, Provolone, as we kind of fade out to a break. We'll be back in like 30 seconds or so, folks, with headlines. My name is Jason Spies. Provolone is manning the production elements of this podcast. You're listening to the Moody River Band, and we'll see you in about 30 seconds, maybe 45.
0: The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday, with a weekly review on Friday.
2: only last if you don't take off your mask.
1: Welcome back to the Crude Life Podcast. My name is Jason Spees, shale, play, profit, North Dakota nomad. Provolone is our entitled intern. Of course, these are some nicknames that we have here at the program. A couple of them came from interns. Provolone's actually came from his parents. Provolone's parents, they own a modest oil and gas company. And the reason he comes to us is because they gave me a call and said, Jason, we understand that you're a guy that continually figures out how to turn two bucks into five, you work hard, you understand the business, you have a respect for the industry, how the land and the innovation and everything that goes into it, will you teach our son a little bit of that hard work and the guests that you have on, they get it, they know the industry, we need it to rub off on our son because our son is majoring in entitlement at the university. So Provolone, you come to us through the university, And we're so glad to have you here. So we've got a ton of work for you to do today. So no time to talk. We're going to get right to headlines. Let's see what you came up with today. By the way, folks, Provolone does our headline work. And so he comes up with three headlines every single day. And the way headlines work is we read the headline, the first two paragraphs, and really that is how America reads their news. And I would even say the world, especially with social media. So you want to know how fake news starts? Well, part of it's what we're about to do. So we like to just do this, make our assessment, move on. We'd like to have some fun with it. But at the same time, we do learn a little bit more as well. So our first headline comes from Busy Week, B-U-S-I Week, Oil and Gas Activities to Improve Uganda's Health Sector. Dr. Diana Eltwine, the Permanent Secretary of the Ministry of Health, last week led a team from the Petroleum Authority of Uganda and the Ministry of Health and other key stakeholders in an assessment of health facilities along the East African Crude Oil Pipeline Corridor. The objective of this visit is to evaluate the readiness of the existing health facilities in the 10 districts along the EACOP route to provide the required health services given the expected influx of people during the construction phase. Identify the gaps and plan strategic interventions in order to address them, said Dr. Atwine. Now, this is great news because this is that continued example of how the oil and gas industry is bringing health and bringing a quality life into third world countries as well as our country. So this is a great story. This is something that if you're out there trying to educate, this is, in my opinion, this is one of the arguments that I try to do with environmentalists all the time. I bring up syringes and other things. There's a big portion of your energy grid that gets devoted to emergency services and healthcare. Most of it's healthcare. So if people want to have an ethical and responsible view of how a society works, and a lot of times we like to talk about the ethical argument for petroleum and fossil fuels. This is one of those arguments. If you like syringes that come in plastic casings and you like syringes that you don't have to reuse, so you don't have to wash them out and make sure that you know whatever was used on the last person gets reused. These are the types of things that really do not get talked about that are really big deals. These are really big deals, like simple little things. I mean, when you talk about what the petroleum industry does for the health, sanitation, and the entire medical services, the fact that there's not a politician raising that argument is concerning to me. That all these Democrats have no problem talk about banning fracking and not one of them is talking about the emergency services and medical services side of this thing. Just as a little bit of a, you know, if we thought about how we're gonna take care of this if we do the banning of the fracking, and where are the people from the industry and where are the people from the Republicans? They should be speaking up on this too. I only got my megaphone and social media and radio stations and magazine. I'm doing what I can. We need other people to step up and say, The medical part is an extremely important issue to bring up when talking about the green energy movement. All right, next headline. Let's see what we got here. Natural gas is crushing wind and solar power. I like this. Who's this by? Stephen Moore, Dr. Stephen Moore. Hey, I know him. I gave him a ride to the airport one day. Stephen Moore is a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation and the author, co-author of Trumponomics. He's actually been a guest on our program two, three times, twice, I think, two or three times. One of the times in order to, prove alone, true story. One of the times in order to get an interview with Stephen Moore, the author of this news story that you clipped today, I had to give him a ride to the airport. It was after a speaking event. Um, he was going to, he needed a ride to the airport. I volunteered and we actually put the recording device on the dash and did the interview in the car while I gave him a ride to the airport. Because sometimes that's what you got to do. You, you got to work outside the box. You got to think a little bit on your feet and you got to do things just to make it happen. So let's see what Stephen Moore, Stephen Moore, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Moore with an E at the end. The U.S. Energy Information Administration just announced some spectacular news that should be banner headlines across the country. The price of natural gas has fallen to its lowest February level in 20 years. The data shows that natural gas prices fell $1.77 per million British thermal units, that's BTU. In inflation adjustment terms, the price of gas has plunged some 80% since its highs of $13.60 12 years ago. Prices down 90% since 2005 when prices hit nearly 20 bucks. Quick, can you think of anything else now that costs one tenth than what it did 15 years ago? The Energy Information Administration also reports that U.S. natural gas production has hit an all-time high this year. This is some good stuff here because of the boom happening in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, Colorado, the Dakotas. All this that's been going on has been fantastic news for a lot of consumers out there. Oil companies would like it, you know, maybe be up a little bit because they'd like to get paid on some of that stuff. But when you're talking about 20-year lows, The real story in this is, again, going back to the green movement. Okay, let's take a look at Europe. Europe is paying 15 bucks for natural gas, give or take, okay? China is like eight bucks. The U.S., what are you at? One, two, three bucks? So think about that for a second, okay? I power my house with natural gas. If all of a sudden, okay, my $2 $2 natural gas bill went to $15. That would mean my energy bill, which my house is heated with natural gas, would be seven times what it is right now. So if we went to this green movement like Germany did, and Germany's natural gas prices, like I said, 14, 15, 16 bucks, and their energy bill went up four, five times what it was before. So think about that. Before you jump on board with this green movement, you need to take a step back and really think about how the energy economy works before just living in the planet of platitudes. It's easy to live in the planet of platitudes. People do it all the time. Hey, I'd love to be Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, Elizabeth, Warren, Bernie Sanders, just living in the planet of platitudes. But I live in reality. I live on a planet with 14,000 earthquakes a year, several hundred a day, a major one every single month. And guess what? This is not the end of the earth. This is the earth. That's the planet I live on, not the planet of platitudes, Moving on to our next headline and final one for this segment here on the Crude Life podcast. This comes from SciTechDaily.com. Treasure trove of new coral species discovered along the Great Barrier Reef. I wonder if fracking will get credit for bringing the new Barrier Reef coral there. Let's see what this first two paragraphs say in this story. A team of scientists completed a 21-day trip from the Capricorn bunkers off Gladstone to Thursday Island in the Torres Strait late last year. On almost every dive, we were finding species that aren't in the books, said Professor Andrew Baird from the ARC Center of Excellence for Coral Reef Studies at James Cook University. Well, folks, there you go. The only thing that I really have to say about this is I'm going to quote the great paraquote, the great philosopher George Carlin, when he's talking about endangered species, that is, when he said 90% of the species that ever lived on this planet are gone. Whoosh, they're extinct. We didn't kill them. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. And they disappear at a rate of 25 a day. Of course, I'm going off memory here. Says something along those lines. He talks about new ones are found every day. And he's very tired of people saying that everything is killing everything on the planet. When guess what? The planet is a big, complex ball moving around the solar system, creating new species every single day. And guess what, folks? They found new species happening in the Great Coral Reef. Just like the guy said, every day they dive down there, they're finding new ones that aren't in the books. And I have yet to see anybody congratulate and thank the oil and gas industry for bringing new coral species along. I mean, the oil and gas industry is getting blamed for everything else, so why can't they get the accolades when we find some new species huh all right let's balance this out here and look at that you got a quote from the great philosopher george carlin okay folks that's gonna do it for the headlines good one today provolone excellent choices i love me some science especially when it ties in with the animal kingdom that is for sure thank you very much provolone excellent job on the headlines Those are available at thecrudelife.com if you click on our show page. Great one about Uganda's health sector improving. Natural gas is crushing wind and solar. That, by the way, is an excellent story by Stephen Moore, a guest on the program here in the past, and the treasure trove of new coral species being discovered along the Great Barrier Reef. Okay, when we come back, we're going to join... Ryan Alder with AE Partners on our Bakken Barbecue phone lines. We're going to talk a little bit about the big cruise shift and the retirement happening within the industry. Mike McMahon with EcoVapors still to come right around the corner. But first, folks, I do want to mention our show sponsor today. We are very grateful for Credence Energy Services. They give us the opportunity to turn our lights on and to let you folks know how those lights get turned on. It is companies like Credence Energy Services that are out there every day making sure that my lights and my power can get turned on, and when I plug something in, it works. Credence Energy Services delivers chemical solutions to oil and gas operators that improve production, reduces failures, and optimizes overall efficiency. Through innovation and operational excellence, Credence Energy Services aims to provide oil and gas operators with safe, affordable, and effective downhole chemical treatments. For more information on Credence Energy Services, go to credence-energy.com. That's credence-energy.com or click on the Crude Life podcast show page for the link. It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say.
3: To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life, you know? What do you do in society? You succeed at a thing, and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you, There's a world changer down the street, and his name is Eric Hatch.
1: For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. Life Podcast. My name is Jason Speece. I have an email right here that has called me the North Dakota Nomad. Where's that other email? Here's one right here that calls me the Shale Play Prophet. And if you have an email that you would like to send in, maybe you have a nickname or you have a guest idea, or maybe you have an event like our featured event today, the Energy and Environmental Expo happening in Rifle, Colorado, April 15th and 16th. Go ahead, send it to us. We'll add it to our programming And in just a moment, we're going to join Ryan Alder on our Bakken barbecue phone line with AE Partners. Provolone, do we got them set up? Okay, great. This is Ryan Alder with AE Partners. Let's get a quick mic level check, Provolone, and then right into the interview.
4: Ryan Alder with AE Partners.
1: AE Partners. What is that all about? Because right away, I'm thinking architect and engineer, but then I'm thinking, wait a minute, could be energy. So AE Partners.
4: Uh, well originally we were atlantic energy partners um and then we recently rebranded just because we're going to go after some some new sectors um when we originally first started out it was very oil and gas biased um and it very much still is oil and gas is our kind of bread and butter um but we are going to look at spreading into different sectors now so that's the reason for the for the slight rebranding um But we were always known as AEP, so we've kind of tried to keep that still in there with the
1: original branding. AEP, that's kind of always been the acronym for for you guys. And so before it was Atlantic Energy Partners, but now AEP Partners or AEP. Okay, great. And and what is it that you guys were doing there at uh, AEP Partners?
4: Um, so we do a mix of things. We're a, we're an oil and gas um, recruitment firm. You know that's where we we started out. Um, we've been trading now for just over a year. Myself and some some colleagues left a, an old business um, where we were doing the, the same thing, but you know saw a gap in the market and decided to go it go it alone. Um, so we do a lot of temporary and permanent recruitment um, for a number of oil and gas service companies, um, you know, from small service companies all the way up to very large service companies. And we also work with some of the, you know, biggest EPCs in the world as well. Um, So we have a a number of contractors uh, running. Um, Our specialist seems to be sort of in the flowback and well testing um, division. We've been doing that for, like I say, a number of years now. Um, We've got a lot of completions and production consultants out as well. And then, like I say, we also have the permanent side of the business where we'll go out and do a lot of executive searches for firms, um, a lot of retained searches, um, headhunting. So that's kind of the two main parts of our business. Um, we do do some sort of talent mapping and salary benchmarking for companies as well, where companies will come to us and kind of want to get a grip on the on the market and find out you know, what the market's paying for certain positions so we can go out and run campaigns and take our findings back to them of, you know, what the market's doing at the moment.
1: I know you have some business up in the Bakken. Uh, what, what exactly are you, go, you guys doing up in uh, the Bakken region up there? Um,
4: I've personally been supplying guys to the Bakken um, now for probably the last three years. Um, again, that's mostly flowback and well testing consultants. So I would say on average year-round, we probably have 40 to 50 guys up in North Dakota. Between sort of Watford and Williston, um, we work with a, a number of service companies up there, um, and we've you know been very successful in the back and always seem to keep the guys busy, um, and always seem to keep the clients happy. So it's been a it's been a great area for us, and we've had a lot of growth up there. You know,
1: how about other shale plays? Are you in other shale plays? Are you a Bakken lasered or Go ahead.
4: Um, no? So we to be fair, we work nationwide. Um, we have do a lot down in West Texas. Um, a lot in New Mexico. We used to do quite a bit in Colorado, but kind of quiet down at the moment. Um, we've worked in Wyoming, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, um, Ohio, Alaska. Um, and we also do stuff globally as, as well.
1: I noticed your accent is uh, very distinct. Uh, you must be from like uh, Moose Jaw, Michigan or something like that. No, where, where, where are you guys <laughs> located from?
4: Uh, this is my best talk. Texas accent actually (laughs) Um, no we're we're based in Houston um, but originally I'm you can tell by the accent I'm from the from the UK um, so I started um, trading in the in the US probably about three years ago but um, yeah still haven't got the Texas accent um, quite yet
1: you know, we just had uh, a recruitment person on uh, recently talking about some of the needs in the Bakken for different positions from their particular organization. Uh, water haulers was a big one, and then there was um, a couple other ones. But uh, what are you seeing from your guys' organization and and recruitment firm? What you said, flowback is is a big one for you, huh? Do, is there other ones, or is that just basically the number one thing, or?
4: No, we, um, we do a lot kind of on the pipeline side as well. So there's a, you know, a lot of pipeline jobs up up there at the moment, um, a lot of need for welders. Um, I know you just mentioned drivers there as well. I mean, for as, for as long as I've been doing recruitment, there's always been a need for drivers. I think it's just, it's kind of one of those um, industries where there's always going to be a need and there's always a high turnover. So that is always kind of one of the main things companies need help with. Um, you know, CDL drivers, um, but yeah, I mean, pipeline, um, the flowback and well testing side seems to be, uh, you know, pretty busy for us. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a, a big need for welders and um, pipeline inspectors, etc. Up, in, up in the back end at the moment.
1: Any time I get a recruiter on, I like to ask them if there's a central theme they're seeing at uh, across the country, or maybe the globe, or maybe a different shale play, whatever it might be. Because everybody's world's a little bit different, but they all really work together and coexist somehow. So, anytime that there's you know kind of a either an issue that's popping up or maybe a new trend that seems to be you know taking off or just kind of an awareness type of a thing, are is there anything that you know is standing out in your area of expertise in terms of the oil and gas industry, whether it's from a profession standpoint or? What was I was reading the other day? Ghosting is a big issue now. All kinds of different things. So I I don't know. And you know, it's kind of an open-ended question. But just kind of from your perspective, are you seeing any trends, issues, or things to keep an eye on?
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, what I have noticed, um, you know, a a lot of there's a lot of guys retiring, um, and there's a lot of sort of younger guys coming in now. Um, So a lot of the sort of very knowledgeable guys are starting to. Leave the field and either retire or going to to different areas. Um, so you know now have a new a new generation coming into the oil field, um, which you know can cause issues and can be be beneficial um, to the market as well because you should, you still need that next generation. Um, but as well, you know there is a big sort of skills gap because you are losing a lot of, of experience as well. Um, one of the the other things I've I've noticed is a lot of companies seem to be putting. A lot of more money into their sort of R&D departments and you know, process engineering departments so there seems to be a, a spike in um, work for process engineers and research and development um, engineers as well because a lot of companies are looking to do things more efficiently or see how they can you know get more more production out of the well um, so that's one thing I've noticed it seems to be a lot more money going into the research and development side.
1: No, I don't know if you're able to answer this question or not. I'm, not. I'm not sure where the legal terms are with HIPAA and HIPPO and whatever HR terms there are these days, but one um, what, what of the things about the big retirement shift, the cruise shift that you're talking about, there's something like 70% of the industry is to be retired by 2022, 2023, you know, and we're in 2020 right now. So we're just a few years away from that coming to fruition. And there's, there's, there is there is a generational gap. During the 1990s, there was a downturn. There was low oil prices for a decade. So there wasn't a lot of hiring going on during the 90s. And then not until the mid-2000s and, and that sort of thing. So there was a couple, you know, a good 15 years where there probably wasn't a lot of hiring being done. And then, you know, so there, what I'm saying is there's a big gap. There's a big, there's a couple generations, actually. So... And where I'm going with this is, um, there's different educations among different generations. Are you guys allowed to kind of, you know, ask questions about who understands and respects the industry that was built? And, you know, just kind of, there's this big, you know, it's a very political hot button these days, and it shouldn't be, but energy is, and at the same time, you know, the industry would probably want to make sure that the people that are getting hired do have an understanding for a respect of how the industry was built, the land and the connection between the industry. and Do, do you know what I mean by that? Without, you know, I'm not trying to get into a big political heated debate here, but at the same time, I'm just curious about how far do some of these uh, recruitments go?
4: Yeah, no, I, I get your question. Like you said, it is just kind of very political, and I mean... Everyone you ask would kind of have probably have a different sort of a different answer to, to that question. Um, but I, you know, I get where you're coming from, and there's kind of a, a old generation and a new generation, and you know, the two kind of do clash because you know they both, like you say, they, they kind of have a different respect for the field, um, and you know, it's a lot easier now than what it was a long time ago. So some of these guys have been in the real hard days where you know it was kind of it was very much you know. A real tough man's industry um, where you had to be tough to survive, and you know, it's kind of not as tough anymore. Um, and you know, the older generation I think struggle with that because they've seen how hard things were in the past, and they kind of do take a little bit harder on the newer guys because they've got it a lot easier than what they did when they first broke out, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's two different worlds, you know, and, and the industry is going yeah. through a change and, and, a lot of it, you know, in almost in every area, when I w- was first doing the program eight years ago, a lot of the CEOs that would come on the program would use the word paradigm shift and keep in mind the word paradigm shift in its actual definition is a very rare word that's used. And when you've got CEOs of publicly traded companies who can get sued, who have shareholders listening, who, you know what I mean? Like these guys don't use words like that, exaggerated words like that. But when multiple of them are using that you got to start saying okay what does a paradigm shift mean in the media i understand it because the internet was our paradigm shift you know you got newspapers going bankrupt after having a monopoly for 150 years in a town that's a paradigm shift when oil and gas paradigm shift well not only do you got hydraulic fracturing which i like to call flushing is is happening well, that was a paradigm shift you got big data into hr that's a paradigm shift. you got this environmental movement happening, so public relations and p r needs to go through a paradigm shift every which way you turn it seems like the industry is going through a change so you can see where that generational gap uh, would cause some questions i guess and some you know just some uneasiness, but at yeah. the same time th- there is some sort of progress at least happening
4: yeah I, I think it's definitely. Like you say, progress happening. Um, it's just, it's, I think it's kind of educating people to doing, you know, doing things in the new way, but also respecting, like you say, the way things have been done in the past as well. Um, so everyone's kind of on a mutual understanding, and you know, works together rather than works against each other.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that I appreciate about the industry is the community building, the way that they really support each other. And in my, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, the, the true form of capitalism, how it works. And I do, you know, where if you make some money, you give back to your community. And that's the way I've seen the energy industry operate from day one. And so it's, it's, it, it really pains me to see how easily somebody can just disregard the industry and say, let's ban it based on you know just yeah. because it's the chic thing to do it's hip it's cool it's fun that sort of thing when they don't even really think about it and and i get it you know oh. I, I i know i i get the pet rock and i get fashion and 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 the, you know how easily trends can happen but this is kind of a dangerous trend to happen but anyway i just sidebarred there for a second there brian <laughs> i didn't mean to do that but i
5: i do that you know, sometimes.
4: i to get day. where you're coming from it's you know they're all in gas you know, industry is probably one of the most generous industries for giving back and, you know, really do care about the community. So, um, like you say, I think people kind of want to be hip and overlook sort of the benefits that really do come from it, not just, you know, people's livelihoods, but the amount that companies give back to the community as well. Um, I think it gets overshadowed by some of the negatives that they like to put into the to the press, you know.
1: Well, let's get to kind of a main event question, because a lot of people, whether they're looking for a job or not, they still like to, in the old days, in the newspaper days, they'd look through the help wanted ads, and then it switched to the monster.coms of the world, and now mostly to the recruitment type sites and et cetera. So uh, what type of uh, jobs, you know, name a couple positions that your firm is currently looking for, and if you need to drop a couple bullet points after which each one is, feel free.
4: Yeah, we're currently, um, we've got a lot of roles in at the moment for process engineers um, based down in the woodlands in Houston. Um, So we're looking for process engineers, um, senior process engineers, and we've also got some some principal process engineer positions open also. like I say, they're all Houston-based. All of the um, the job descriptions are available on our website, where you can also apply. Um, they offer one of the for the, one of the largest EPCS in the world, who um, are massively growing their um, their technology division. Um, we're also, like I say, always looking to. Um, bring on more flow back and well testing consultants because we always have, you know, have spikes in work where we, where we could always use extra guys. So, you know, especially guys who are actually based in North Dakota, we have a massive shortage. So if there are any local guys who um, specialise in the flow back field, and, you know, are, are looking for some long-term steady work, and we'd always be open to um, receiving their resumes as well because we do have a, a huge shortage of local um, North Dakota workers for, for that work.
1: Ryan Alder with AE Partners, and you mentioned livelihood, so we should probably mention how you make your living, so uh, g- give yourself a plug again, and who is your customer, who is it you're looking for, you mentioned flowbacks, your specialty, or that seems to be what you guys have been uh, fortunate enough to get some business in, but to, you know, to give yourself a little bit of a plug, who you're looking for for a customer, how people can get in touch with you, that sort of thing.
4: Yeah, so we work with, um, with, like I say, with a number of service companies. Um, whenever they've got gaps to fill or might have a spike in work and, you know, not enough employees to, to cover it all, um, we, you know, send a lot of um, qualified consultants to go up and, and help out for for as long as they need to um, to, to take care of the job. Um, like I say, we have a lot of flowback and well-testing guys. Um, we also provide a number of oil and gas companies with... Um, production and completions consultants as well. Um, so that's where we kind of fill the gap on the temporary side. And on the permanent side, we work again with, from you know small service companies, all the way up to you know, some of the biggest service companies in the world. Um, we go out and do a lot of direct hire um, recruitment for them. So we'll go out and headhunt candidates for certain positions that they have to fill. Um, so you know, we, we work on a number of range you know roles really anything from field level all the way up to kind of to vp level um so we do a lot of executive searches for firms you know placing high level vps into companies and we also go out and recruit a lot of you know field staff as well um so we kind of we've got a broad range of what we do really we kind of touch on everything um we, we we try to be sort of like a one stop solution so companies don't have to bring multiple firms and they can come to us and we can pretty much cover all aspects of their recruitment process for them. Do
1: you have a website?
4: Uh, Yeah, it is www.atlantic-ep.com
0: To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com
1: And that's going to do it for today's The Crude Life podcast. I'd like to thank Ryan Alder for coming on today's program. He is with AE Partners. Thank you very much for joining the program. Mike McMahon will be joining us just in a little bit here to end the program with Eco Vapor Recovery Systems. Mike McMahon with Eco Vapor Recovery Systems. Mr. Mike McMahon will talk about methane, butane, and pentane, maybe a couple other gases, but that vapor stream that contains methane, butane, pentane methane butane pentane i'm working on my chance folks i'm working on my chance working on my chance need to get some pants working on my chance need to get some pants see provolone it's fun people chant along one more time we'll mention today's featured event which is available at the crude life.com on our show page energy and environmental symposium happening on April 15th and 16th it's for the oil and gas education for local government it's a two-day event tailored to meet the needs of municipal and county officials who are tasked with navigating, planning, social, fiscal, regulatory, environmental issues related to oil and gas development. April 15th and 16th in Rifle, Colorado. The links are available at CrudeLife.com. Also, I do want to mention today's sponsor, Credence Energy Services. Thank you very much. We are g- very grateful for our sponsors here at The Crude Life. If you would like to become a sponsor Simply email jason at CrudeLife.com and you can become a sponsor just like Credence Energy Services, who we are very grateful for. Credence Energy Services' philosophy and approach to business is rooted in a set of guiding principles. Each principle is designed to encompass their beliefs inside and outside the organization and influence their daily decisions. Credence Energy Services delivers chemical solutions to oil and gas operators that improve production, reduces failures, and optimizes overall operational efficiencies. For more information on Credence Energy Services or to check out their website, visit credence-energy.com. That's credence-energy.com. Of course, you can go to our show page and check out all of our links available there, including Johnny Green's EcoWatch. Scotland's wind energy clear, fells 17,283 acres and wipes out 14 million trees to save the planet. The Earth's champion, Johnny Green, is watching out for your ecos because environmentalists have lost their way and renewables ain't doable without fossil fuelables. Johnny Green is much better at the chance than I am, but he is the Earth's champion. He believes if we power our cell phones down for one hour a day, we can continue driving our cars, And renewables ain't doable without fossil fuelables. Check out the crude life.com, the show page for the podcast and click on Johnny Green's eco watch. All right. That's going to do it for today's program. Like to thank the Moody River Band for being our music crossover hatch coaching for sponsoring our studio and the Bakken barbecue for being our phone line sponsors Mike McMahon with Ecovapor Recovery Systems right around the corner to end the program. And that's going to do it for today. Provolone, excellent job today manning the production elements of the podcast. From the staff of the Crude Life Podcast, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
3: Crude Life with host Jason
1: Speece. My name is Jason Speece and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Mike McMahon from Eco Vapor Recovery Systems, talking about emission management, flaring, and innovation in the oil field. In just a second, part of our exclusive interview with Mike McMahon with Eco Vapor Recovery Systems, right here on the Crude Life Daily Update.
0: The vapor. That is uh, generated in the in the uh, tank battery is a, is a very rich stream uh, it has propanes and butanes and pentanes uh, typically in that stream and so uh, it's it's a very valuable stream and so uh, you know a typical system would have a uh, a compressor a vapor recovery unit attached to the uh, tank battery you know removing the vapor compressing it and then uh, it passes through uh EcoVapors zero two unit before going into the uh, into the sales sales line or the gathering system. Oxygen is very prevalent in the uh, in the vapor stream uh, in those uh, in those storage tanks in the tank battery. They're run at very low pressures and, and in spite of the operator's best efforts, air gets into those uh, tanks and the pipelines have very strict regulations on the oxygen content uh, that can be in that gas. If there's more than 10 parts per million of oxygen in that gas stream, pipelines typically reject that stream because it causes corrosion in the pipeline and also impairs the midstream processes. It, it causes amine processes uh, and other processes in midstream gas production to, to be very uh, inefficient. And so the Ecovapor system removes the oxygen reliably and, you know, and effectively so that that vapor stream can be captured 100% of the time. You know, this allows the operator to to model and permit a site, you know, knowing that the vapor stream will be effectively and reliably uh, captured and so they can operate, you know, in a tighter operating window.
1: To listen to the full-length interview with Mike McMahon with Vapor Recovery Systems, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's crudelife.com While you're there, be sure to check out our daily podcast at thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
0: The Crude Life is sponsored in part by...
3: Historic... The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery.
1: It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say.
3: To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life, you know what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it and now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you, there's a world changer down the street and his name is Eric Hatch.
1: For more information call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com that's coachingwithhatch.com
2: Oh. of the name.
0: Crude Life every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. Well, I was tears
5: old when John Lennon died. Well, I was twenty-three when George said goodbye. Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul I say. And then there'll be only Ringo to play Well, Gandhi says now for now makes the whole world blind And I was two years old when John Lennon died I was born through a harvest moon, and it wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon, and I was born on the first day of my life, and I was two years old when John Lennon died. I've lived yeah you know that I've tried Well I've told the truth yeah you know that I've lied You know we do what we do so we can survive And I was two years old when John Lennon died